Welcome to the Rookie Mortgage Broker Podcast with your host, Scott Peckford. Hey, Broker Nation. Welcome to Allenby Rookie Mortgage Broker Podcast. Every Friday, I talk to a broker who's making waves in the industry to find out how they're succeeding in today's competitive market. Today, I have Naz, the broker, on my show. And Naz has a very interesting story of her personal journey moving from Dubai to Canada and how she decided to get into the mortgage business. She talks about how basically oversell a client, how she ended up losing that client. And we talk about how being a broker is a lonely profession. And I share my thoughts, at least, on what I would do if you don't have an office, but you'd like to be in an office. I'm going to share what I would do that would actually get me business instead of probably distract me. So that's just my own personal thoughts on that. Naz initially worked at a couple offices doing some recruiting and things. And then now, most recently, in the last sort of six months, decided to plunge in full-time into being a mortgage broker. And yeah, it's a great conversation. Check it out. Before we jump into this episode, I want to give a shout out to our title sponsor, Finmo. Finmo is a Canadian mortgage application, document collection, and submission platform. Very easy to use. It's built for mortgage brokers. And so it's got a couple of cool things. First, it's got smart docs. So when the client's filling out the app, it's figuring out what documents they need. It's got smart submission notes. So when you go to hit submit, it knows what key data that needs to be pulled out of the application to put into the submission. And it's got connection to lender spotlights. So you can search all the rates, all the guidelines. And even when you go to hit submit to the lender, it'll pull up and say, hey, by the way, let you know when you're sending it to this lender, are you aware of these policies? It's pretty freaking slick. You can check them out at lendesk.com slash Finmo, book a free demo. They'll give you a tour. I think you're going to love it. Check it out and check out this episode. Hey, Naz, welcome to the show. Hi, Scott. Thank you for inviting me. I'm very thankful. Yeah, no, I'm excited to have you. I always see you on social media, Naz the Broker, and I'm always like, that's just a cool name. So tell me a little bit about yourself and where you're from. I was born in Tehran, moved to Dubai, and then moved to Toronto. And why yeah. Toronto? Because Toronto was the only city in Canada that had direct flight from Dubai to Canada. But what made you want to even leave Dubai? What was the thing that prompted you to look at coming to Canada? I had one child. I was pregnant with the second one and I needed to move somewhere that give a better life to my kids. Dubai is a great city. Everything is awesome. But I learned so many things from Canada that Canada is the best place to raise a child. So I sacrificed my (laughs) career, my business, and I moved to Canada to give a better life to my children. Hopefully someday they go, thanks, mom. You know, kids, (laughs) I don't know. At some point, maybe. Okay, so how did you end up in the mortgage business? So you move here. You told me before you had some businesses in Dubai. You wrap those up, sell them, whatever. Move to Canada. Why mortgage broker? What got you here? So I came to Canada pregnant, alone, with an 11-year-old child. We must live. And in order to survive, I needed to find something I could do in a flexible time to care those children And at that time, there was an advertisement in radio, and it was said that, do you know what? Canadians are known for three things, being nice people, loving hockey, and being in debt. So since I have my bachelor in economics, that advertisement told me that there is a market elasticity for professions that has relation with money lending. So from there, I started to find out how I can find a profession in this industry it took okay if canadians want to be in debt i will help them get in debt i am the girl to do that right okay so you chose that and then so your career was sort of a bit of i mean you're now full-time you're brokering but you had done a couple other things in between so tell me a little bit about like 
your initial sort of foray into the mortgage space? Being that you're new to the country, right? Did you know English before you came here? Or did you learn English when you got here? No, I knew English because I lived in Dubai. English is speaking over there as much as Arabic. I had my master in Dubai. So my master degree was in finance and I studied in English full. So I had no problem English, but I had no idea what is the work culture here. And with two kids, imagine being all alone by myself with two kids, I couldn't go a nine to five job. It was not possible for me. And I had business over there in Dubai that those businesses were alive up to 2018. So still I had some money come. So you could survive, if you weren't, mortgages were not, you know, they weren't paying the bills yet. You could live off the money from yes. the other businesses. Exactly. And I thought that, okay, let's use this time, build something and survive. Okay. And then for a brief stint, you worked in kind of like recruiting and tell me about that. So you were like doing, but I won't get into any company names and stuff, but like, tell me about, you were kind of doing more administrative recruiting yeah. stuff. Yeah. What were we doing there? You know, I started first part-time in this industry. Then I find out that no, the part-time don't take me anywhere. So I started being a full-time uh, mortgage agent. Then at that point, I switched to be a recruiter for the broker that I was working with them. It was a successful position and I did an amazing job over there. I learned very much, but it was not what I was looking for at the time that I was joining to this industry. So I changed to become a full-time broker. During this time, you know, I'm in Ontario. So in Ontario, we have mortgage agents. We do have mortgage broker. It took the time for me. I completed my broker course. I became a broker and then I started full-time brokering. I'm joining right. Europe. Yeah. So was there any point that you question, you know, is this the right industry for me? Did I make the right choice? Any of those moments? Yes. Uh, you know, it was difficult. It was difficult at first. But whenever I felt that I'm on right path, I remembered that Jim Ron once said that don't wish it was easier, wish you were better. Don't wish for less problems, wish for more skills. Don't wish for less challenges, wish for more wisdom. And I try to work harder on myself. Right. I love that quote, Jim Rohn. What a guy. So, okay, because it is definitely more challenging. Most people, they're surprised at the it seems like it shouldn't be that hard, but like it's difficult to get clients, then convert them. There's a lot you have to learn how to do. And then you learn how to underwrite. So for you, what was the most challenging? Was it finding business? Was it working on the files? I'm curious. At first, it was both because uh, I was new to this country and I had no idea in this industry where to start, where to end. Where is the start point? Where is the finish point? So at first, it was really difficult for me. But by the time and after I joined your program, right now, sales is not a thing that I have struggled with. But the underwriting still is a big challenge. Right. Okay. So, yeah, because like as much as you can study underwriting, it really doesn't stick, I don't believe, until you actually look at files and get real, you know, because there's nuance. And if it was one plus one is two. They could use software to underwrite, but they can't. There's great. There's like interpretation. And and obviously banks want to fund as many mortgages. Lenders want to fund as many mortgages as possible. And if you make it one plus one is two, there's going to be a lot of mortgages that you're going to just say no to that you could do with a little bit of like, hey, go give me some extra paperwork. Go do this. Right. So can you think of like a file that when you first started out that you're like, oh, my gosh, I mishandled that file. And now if I were to get that same one, what I would do different. 
Yeah, I do remember that once a prospect client called me to help him with a second mortgage to do something for his business. And I started to tell him that, yeah, if you're planning to buy a franchise, then we can help you with the business loan. And we do commercial mortgages. And this, you know, overwhelmed him with so much unnecessary information. And he thanked me a lot and uh, never called me back. Right, right. Yeah, you know, one of my sales coaches years ago said to me, like, you solve 10 things with what you're selling, but the client says these are their two problems. Just talk about the two problems. Because otherwise, like you said, you can overwhelm them, right? So you had come into our coaching program. You'd taken some of the 10 loans a month training. So for you, what was your kind of biggest takeaway? What's helped you the most from the 10 loans a month academy? The program to me was like handing me the map to the Disneyland I don't know if you ever visited the Disneyland or not. If you don't have a map, you don't know from where to start, where to go, and how to finish. Although that you spend a lot of money over there, that visit will be useless for you. This is same thing for me in this industry. I spend a huge amount of my time in this industry, but without the program, I couldn't know that where to start and what is the next steps, second step, third step. It showed me everything in the steps. And it was like someone shared with me that whole story, whole scenario of the movie. What I saw in this industry, it was like that you see a movie a part of one episode, not the whole movie. You, you see a clip from a movie and you got to try to make sense. And you're exactly. like, where are we at? And how do we get here? And, you know, where does it go from here? Right, right. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, that makes a lot of sense, actually. So you said a map to Disneyland, right? Yes. Yeah, Disneyland. Yeah, it definitely. Those places are like, you know, one of the interesting things about Disneyland is that they've done studies on what people remember. You go spend and you see people, they're not always like, it's the happiest place on earth. But sometimes parents are like, oh, my gosh, I'm tired. It's hot standing in line. And the only things people remember three to six months later is the peak, the high moment, and the end. There's this thing called the peak end rule. So their kid met Mickey and he was so excited. They forget all about the standing in line. It's the same thing in the mortgage business. Yeah. Lots of stress. You get them the mortgage. They're happy. And then what happens at the end is important. So exactly. I think that's very true. So knowing what you know now, I guess, what would you do different if you were starting over? Invest in myself more. Invest in myself more. And, you know, before doing anything, you know, I got my certificate. I was rushing to join a brokerage to start it. But if today somebody comes to me and says that I just got my certificate, I tell that take your time, give yourself three, four months and learn how the industry works and then start the business. Because if you don't do that, it will not be helpful for you. You need to know that where you are going. If you don't know, it is impossible to be successful. Right. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense, actually. So there's this great quote that I remind myself of every day. Slow is smooth and smooth is fast. So Navy SEALs, you obviously want to move quickly, but the trick is to be smooth, right? So slow is smooth and smooth is fast. So you basically want to make sure that you go. And sometimes people get going too fast and then they make decisions that are hard to unwind. So let me ask some rapid fire questions if you like. So what's one thing people can't find out about you from Google? I love dancing and singing. Nice. Do you have a certain style of dance? No. No. No, not certain style, no. But whenever I hear a singing song, I will dance. This is right. something that That's I can do. Yeah. And then what's a movie everybody should watch at least once? Life is Beautiful by Roberto Benini. All right, I've heard of that movie. What's three software programs you couldn't run your business without? Zoom, DocuSign, Canadian Mortgage App. Yeah. And what's the best advice you received as a new mortgage broker? If you don't believe in yourself, who will? 
Yeah, that's totally. Who told you that? My first mentor, he told me that. Okay. Yeah, it's true. Because if you don't believe in you, I'm not going to believe in you. I'll be like, yeah. you don't seem to believe it. So why should I believe it? So it kind of goes back to mindset, right? Making sure you have the right mindset. And so what would you say your biggest challenge is when it comes to like being part of a brokerage or a network? This industry is a very, very lonely industry. So it is not my biggest challenge, but this is a challenge that I like to work around people that they are from the same industry that I'm working with, like uh, brokerage that they are working with realtors. They have one hop, realtor go over there when they want to work together. And uh, it is all flexible for them. We don't have this opportunity in this mortgage industry. I wish that we had a hop that the mortgage agents, mortgage broker, even from different brokerage, they can get together and work at the time that they want to be around each other. It is very helpful. I joined a club, it's a bus lady club that, it's a very nice club for all of us. And uh, it was very helpful that we had it for one quarter. We had this gathering every two weeks. We talk about that, what we did during the past two weeks and how we boost our business. I can say that it was absolutely amazing and it helped my business very much. Right. Yeah. We do change best in community. And so some brokerages do have physical offices. And so that's an option for you if you're like, hey, if you found the right fit. The other thing, I mean, I think that for me anyway, is that, you know, if I want to be around people, I love places like WeWork or these offices that are shared where there's a community baked in because it's cool to hang out with other mortgage brokers, but they're not really going to be your clients. My thinking is I can hang out with other mortgage brokers online. I can pick up the phone, but if I can hang around other people that have businesses that they're growing and that are in totally different industries, my network is significantly multiplied. So you know, Loren, who works for me, she has a, it's called Work Nicer. It's kind of like a rework. So it's all these cubicles and there's offices and there's all these, and she's met so many amazing people that when she got married, the person who made her cake was somebody she met at this office and she doesn't even go there every day, but like it created a baked in community. So if I'm a mortgage broker and I'm like, Hey, I want a community. I love that as a community. One of the cool things I've seen recently is Staples. So here in my town, they're trialing the Staples is a huge building with office supplies, right? Most of the people are buying stuff online. So what they did was they turned this staples into a part office. 25% of it is now office and workstations and they have 300 members. So 300 people go in there and they've got a coffee bar and they've got like, so, and that could be 299 people that are probably in different industries than you. That is a great place to hang out because now you're like, Hey, what do you do? Oh, this is what I do. Like if I was trying to build a community, I would build it around that. And then I would personally build my mortgage community around a small group of people that, you know, because it is a lonely business, but that's just my thoughts. I think this Staples place, I think they're going to copy this everywhere. I think that this is going to be something that like in a very short period of time, they've added a lot of members and in all different industries. I think it's a great idea for a mortgage broker. If you want to have a built-in network, you know, put it this way, whatever the cost is, you'd more than make that back in business from meeting people that you wouldn't have met otherwise. So it's yep. basically free, right? Like that's the way I think, and you'd probably come out ahead of it, you know? So that's just a thought. I mean, and then it's good to, if you have some other people, like in terms of the community part, it's good if you had like a small group of people that you could just get together with periodically and share the ups and downs and what's working and what's not working. I think that's useful too. But yeah, that's interesting. And as it's been awesome to chat with you, I'm so glad that, you know, you're finding your sweet spot in your groove and where can people find you online? My Instagram, Naz the Broker. And also they can email me at you at lucky 
dot mortgage. You at Lucky Mortgages? Mortgage. Mortgage. Okay. Thanks again for coming to chat with me. I appreciate it. And keep crushing your business, Naz. Thank you so much, Scott, for calling me. I really appreciate the opportunity. Thank you so much. All right. Thanks again for listening to this episode with Naz. If you're a new mortgage broker, I can tell you that the absolute best place for you to get your business going is at rookie2rockstar.ca. We have a fantastic community that helps mortgage brokers build referral-based businesses faster than anywhere else on the planet. Go check that out. Thanks again for listening to this episode. This is an I Love Mortgage Brokering production.